Good morning. It's good to be with you again on this uh, Tuesday morning as we're kind of unpacking uh, some of the stuff I talked about yesterday. If you didn't watch yesterday's video, this is looking very close to a beautiful mind type situation where I've just got a bunch of stuff kind of scribbled on the board and looking kind of crazy. What I'm doing this week is I'm unpacking um, what I believe is the call of the Christian life, and that's to love God and love neighbor. But we when we think of loving God and loving neighbor like in terms of emotion, that we are supposed to feel warm fuzzies towards God or feel warm fuzzies towards our neighbor, which that's not the point. Uh, our love of God and our love of neighbor is played out by how we are living out works of piety and works of, of mercy. And we're, we talked about that, a good bit about that yesterday. If you've not went back and watched yesterday's video, you may want to take a moment and go back and watch it as I unpack what that looks like. We're called to live lives of holiness, called to live lives where we're set apart and to set, be set apart. Holiness lived out in our life is living out that love of God and love of neighbor completely, where I'm loving God with every fiber of my being, loving my neighbor with every fiber of my being. But but here's the mistake we make sometimes. This process of Christian growth is called sanctification. Um, we expect to be saved by grace through faith, but sanctified through our own works. And, and notice I have the word works here. It's very tempting to say, well, gosh, then I've got to do these things. There's stuff, Andy, you're just giving me a bunch of stuff to do. I hear you. That's what this can look like if we're not careful. But the things we're called to do, as Paul tells us in Philippians, we work out our own, we work out our salvation with much fear and trembling, but know that it's God is at work within us. The stuff we're doing doesn't save us, really doesn't even sanctify us. What saves us and sanctifies us is God's grace. What we're doing with these works of mercy and works of works of piety is that we're putting ourselves in a position to experience God's grace. We're putting ourselves in a position to grow. And so we see here that love of God looks like this, and love of neighbor looks like this. And we're gonna we're gonna unpack the specifics of this in the coming days. But I want you to see this again. But I want to talk to you today about how we grow our faith, and not just in works of sanctification, not just in these things, but the concept of sanctification. Our our Christian life is not one that is um, about me bowing up. I think that's just the mistake we make so often with sanctification. The mistake we make so often with our with our Christian growth is we think, well, I've got to do more. So we often feel guilty because we're not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. It's not about you doing enough. Your Christian growth is not about you bowing up and doing more. Your Christian growth is about you surrendering. You surrendering. So the things we do are things that we do when we put ourselves in a position to experience, receive, and know God's grace. And we allow God's grace to work on us. It's not about us doing more, but it's about God's grace working through us and in us. And so within this, as we talk about these things here, there's something Wesley said that we can do, practice, and observe called the means of grace. Doing these things will give it, do, doing these things will give us the grace we need to be faithful to love our God and to be faithful to love our neighbor. Be faithful to live out works of mercy and works of piety. If we love God, we're going to be living in works of piety. If we love our neighbor, we're going to be living in works of mercy, both from a personal and a public dimension. But we need the grace of God to be faithful to any of this. So I want, to, I, want to, I want to talk to you today about what Wesley called the means of grace. And he would say these things don't these things don't save us. These things um, these things are not about that. But in living out the means of grace, we are able to receive the grace that we need to live out the life that God has called us to, to do. Living in the means of grace allows us the grace to grow, 
allows us the grace to live out works of mercy and works of piety, gives us the grace to fully love our God and love our neighbor, which is the point of all of this. So I'm going to attempt once again to write with good handwriting, um, the means of grace. The means of grace are this, searching the scriptures. In other words, Bible study. Prayer. Communion. Fasting. And Christian conferencing. You notice in the Methodist Church, everything's called a conference. Annual conference, charge conference, general conference. Conferences is a big deal. We're going to talk about what that means in just one second. But doing these things here, Wesley believes where these were avenues where God would give us grace to grow us and sanctify us, to allow us to live out works of piety and works of works of mercy in our lives. And so we'll talk real quick about what these things are. Searching the scriptures, like I said, that's Bible study. You're not going to grow if you don't read your Bible, y'all. It really is that simple. I mean, it really, it really is that simple. If you aren't taking time daily to read the Bible in some way, whether it be through a guide like the like the Upper Room, whether it be through something like our Rooted in Christ plan here at St. Matthew's, whether it be through just picking up the Bible and reading it, if you if we aren't daily taking time to read the Bible, we're not going to grow. It really is that simple. We're not we're not going to truly grow, be sanctified, living in God's grace if we're not reading Scripture. Searching the scripture is the easiest these things to kind of understand. I'm not going to say it's the easiest to do, but it's the easiest to understand. We, we have to be reading the Bible. It really is that simple. But within that is prayer, because these two, searching the scripture and prayer, really are linked. Because the more we read the Bible, the more we're going to pray. And, and, and reading the Bible should lead us to prayer. In fact, these two really are kind of joined at the hip, because you aren't really going to understand the Bible if you're not praying. And if you're praying, you're going to want to read the Bible. The two are really are joined together. And, of course, prayer is about communication with God. There are formal prayers that we can do. There's individual extemporaneous prayers. It's about you seeking to experience and know God through communication. We have to be praying. Prayers are is the oxygen to our souls. Scripture lights our path. Prayer feeds our souls. We have to be praying. We have to be reading the Scriptures. In doing these things, God gives us grace. The holiest folk I know do these two things consistently. They search the scriptures and they pray. This, these two things transform our life. If you want to have your life transformed by Jesus, you got to start there. Communion. Jesus tells us over and over again in the Gospels that we are to we are to take His body and eat. His, we're to take His body. This is my body broken for you. One of the last things He did for the disciples before He went to the cross was He served them the Last Supper. He, communion is an essential part of our Christian life. It's, it's, it's the meal and the job that he, the task that he gave us to do. And in this radical table, we're all welcome to receive his body. And in doing this thing, God gives us grace to grow. Wesley believed Methodists should take communion constantly. He, he had a sermon called on the duty of constant communion, that the highest duty we can do as Christians is really, the highest act of worship is to take communion. No fasting. This is this. Some, and I think I think honestly, if we're gonna draw a line here, 
we get these these the, scripture prayer and communion makes sense to us we understand that we know we should do them we do that and frankly most of us as christians do these three in some form fairly regularly even if you don't read your bible every day you're reading your Bible somewhat. Even if you're not praying as much as you ought to, you're, you're praying somewhat. And most of us have received communion at some point. So these, these are important tasks. These other two, fasting and conferencing, are a little bit different. Um, Wesley encouraged us to fast. And I, and, and I think I think that's, many of us fast during Lent, and that may be the only season we really fast. Fasting's important because we find out when we fast what controls us. When we abstain from a meal, we see a lot of times we don't eat because we're hungry, we just eat because we're bored. And we realize that our, our, our life is being controlled by our urges and our desires. But our life is not being controlled by God, but our life is being controlled by our flesh and our desires. So fasting kind of clears the plate, allows us to hear God. And often we think of fasting as food-related, but it's not always food-related. Fasting, it, it, it can be fasting from social media. It can be fasting from watching television. It can be fasting from a lot of things. Fasting is when we give up those things that cloud our mind, cloud our judgment, and divert us. Fasting is, um, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said, when you fast. In the Bible, we see that fasting is an assumed norm for the Christian life. Fasting is a big deal. And I don't preach on it enough. I don't teach on it enough. For Wesley... He believed fasting was a key to the Christian life, and it's something that we should do more often. And conferencing. When I hear conferencing, I think Christian community and Christian accountability. When you go back and look at the first conferences Wesley had, it was about theology, and it was about accountability. Like, we believe this. This is what we do. This is how we order our lives. We need people in our life to help keep us accountable. We need people in our life to encourage us, to challenge us, to when they see us making mistakes, falling away from God, to hold us accountable. We all need folks in our life to keep us accountable. For me, Christian conferencing is about those Christian friends and that Christian accountability that I have in my life to keep me walking faithfully. So for Wesley, these things, searching the scriptures, prayer, communion, fasting, conferencing, these were things that we do, and in doing them, God gives us grace. The grace that we receive in these means is the grace that we need to be faithful in loving God and loving neighbor. In doing these things, gives us the grace to love God and love neighbor more. Remember, the loving God, loving neighbor is not simply warm fuzzies, but loving God, loving neighbor is living out works of piety and works of mercy. So the next few days, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to live out works of piety and works of mercy. So join us tomorrow as we continue unpacking this. Thanks for watching. Have a great day.